welcome back to Reasons to be Happy. I'm your host Paula and thanks for tuning in today for this solo episode. I wanted to record a solo because I haven't in so long and I also wanted to process some of the things that I've been thinking about lately out loud and maybe others will relate. So I'll start by saying that I think many of us can agree that there seems to be this heightened disconnect, misunderstanding, even tension between heterosexual men and women right now. We can see this all over social media, pop culture, in the news, and it's even in our economic and political systems in the U.S. There was an article in Forbes that came out earlier this month titled, The Tragic Disconnect Between Men and Women, No Sex, No Babies, Lots of Loneliness, Shrinking Populations. That was the title. And the author of the article highlighted the plummeting birth rates in countries around the world and how more and more women are choosing to not have children. And it's not just because having kids is expensive, but some women are attributing this decision to the patriarchal cultures that we live in. Women are choosing to opt out of having kids and being in relationships with men altogether. The article references the rise of Tate and Trump and just how men, some men, are responding with misogyny because they're threatened by women asserting their voices and claiming their choice in whether to deal with men or not. (laughs) And for some men, unfortunately, the more empowered women become, the more resentment men harbor. Toxic masculinity seems to be rampant more than ever. I think also, too, a lot of women, and I'm guilty of this myself, we are getting sucked up into the vortex of like men bashing content that seems to just be all over TikTok and Instagram these days. And I'm also in one of those Facebook, are we dating the same guy groups in my city? And I'm just bombarded with dating horror stories and guys just being really unkind and vulgar and at times violent towards women which also, of course, taints my opinions on men too. So I think that we're currently in the midst of just really complicated gender relations right now. And women are becoming acutely aware of the deep-rooted beliefs and practices and institutions that were created hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, and continue to exist in a patriarchal system. We can sense it all the time when a guy is mansplaining something to us or talking down to us or objectifying us. I think we've all as women heard rude things said to us that have these undertones that were incompetent, that were basically like children, that were just objects. Like I could go on and on. However, the reality is that women have now overtaken men in the college-educated labor force in the U.S. as they now represent more than half of the workforce. Women still, unfortunately, earn 84% of what men earn, despite entering into more male-dominated fields and entering into more leadership roles, so there definitely is still a gender wage gap. But... With more education and money and freedom, women are choosing to be much more selective in who they date and marry and have children with because I think we're just super aware of the risks that can come with not choosing wisely. Divorce negatively impacts women more so than men in terms of career growth, physical and mental health, financial stability. 
women are more likely to initiate divorce. And interestingly enough, the overall economic quality of a man's life increases after his divorce, according to a 2022 article from LegalZoom. And I think a lot of women know this. Plus, we aren't living in a time where marriage is the only option to live a secure and safe life. Unlike our female ancestors, we don't need to get married to leave our childhood home, to own property, to make a living and have a family. Historically speaking, most times women didn't even have a choice in who they got to marry. They were just married off by their parents as a way to carry on the lineage or like form alliances with other families and be financially taken care of. For women, the purpose of marriage was essentially just to produce offspring. So obviously, women have made progress in terms of equality and liberation, but these antiquated beliefs still linger in how we're socialized and in also many of the institutions that our world was founded on. You know, many girls dream of their wedding day and having kids, and there's absolutely no harm in that at all. But I think more young women are realizing that there's so much more out there and are stepping into their power now more than they've ever done. Women are exerting choice in creating lives that truly make them happy, regardless of others' expectations on them or any societal pressure. And sometimes, you know, through bad or even like horrific experiences, women have learned that being in a relationship or being married isn't the end-all be-all like we originally thought. A bad marriage for women and men too can take a severe toll on one's life. Okay, so where am I going with all of this? (laughs) I think I'm at the point where logically speaking, I know the history, I know the warning signs, I know the hard facts about dating and marriage in today's world, and I know a lot more about the patriarchal systems that we exist in. However, I also don't want this knowledge to instill a fear in me either. I don't want it to bias me and then affect my willingness to go out and build an emotionally deep and healthy partnership. I've had to think really hard about what the cost is of having a negative mindset about men and having those distrusting thoughts about them, which in fairness, I feel like it is based on real evidence. We're inundated in the news and just in our social groups of men acting horribly towards women, of men being violent towards women. And it's not just this made up thing. But I think there's a fine line between being aware and cautious of that and being fearful and completely avoidant. And I have to think about the personal cost of having that belief system about men and think about what it's really doing for me personally. Like, is this fear preventing me from developing positive and trusting relationships with them? Do I want to just avoid and stay a quote-unquote strong, independent woman all my life? Fear is telling me to hide and avoid, but fear is the opposite of peace. It's not really a state of peace if I'm constantly looking for proof of what I'm afraid of. I have to think, is holding this mindset allowing me to live in integrity with what I want or what I envision for myself? There is a cost for when we avoid certain things, whether it's an entire gender (laughs) or whatever it is, a goal or a dream that you have for yourself. 
when we shelter ourselves, yes, we do keep ourselves safe. However, what's the cost of that? There's always going to be a cost benefit to every choice that we make. And in what ways are we potentially sacrificing our happiness, love, satisfaction, adventure, vibrancy, etc.? Fear is meant to have a protective function, and I get that, but it comes at an expense. There are real costs of shielding myself, and that has been something that I've been reflecting on lately. What I have to remember is I've learned so much over the years and through my mistakes that I now know what I really want and how to better trust myself when situations arise that just don't align with me. And I know now that I can change my mind at any point, pivot at any time, and I can filter out what doesn't work for me much more efficiently. I can choose to live in the joy and excitement instead of fear of what might be and what can be. So the three steps that I've been taking to try to release that fear are the following. The first thing that I'm doing is I'm unsubscribing and clicking not interested in any of the men bashing content on social media. I want my algorithm to start giving me more positive content and less of the negative stuff that's just fueling my fear. Number two is looking for more evidence of men supporting women, of showing up in relationships vulnerably, of being involved fathers, of praising women in the workplace. And I know it's out there, but I think I've been focusing on the opposite. So when I see or hear an example, a piece of proof to show the goodness in men, I want to acknowledge it and I want to really think about it. This is just like a silly example, but if I'm watching a show where there's a male character who's demonstrating empathy and care towards a woman or treating a woman with respect that isn't just stemming from like a sexual desire or anything like that, I want to make a mental note of it and be like, see, this is a great guy. (laughs) And, you know, obviously not just doing that with representations shown on TV, but in my everyday life and in the dating space that I'm now trying to get more into. Um, And then the last step, number three, is I've been trying to redirect my frustration towards men to the patriarchal systems that we've all been raised in. Instead of getting mad about guys just minimizing women, I'm trying to dive deeper into why boys and men are raised to associate their self-worth with feeling superior to women, whether it's manifested through controlling abusive behavior or holding that mindset that like women are objects. Instead of anger, I'm developing a sense of sadness basically towards how boys are socialized and then the pressure that so many of them feel and not just related to women, but pressure about how much money they make, how strong and masculine they are and how they do feel a lot of self-doubt. So having that perspective is helping me feel more empathy towards their struggles and also better understand why they feel this need to subjugate women, either in micro or macro ways. And I'm definitely not giving them an excuse for that, but I am trying to better comprehend the why behind it. I also take more comfort in knowing that gender relations and sexism 
are not just quietly being discussed anymore. They're being acknowledged loud and clear. And it's kind of exciting how so many of our assumptions about men and women are really just being shaken up by these new realizations and conversations that are happening. And I think there's a lot of hope in that. All right. Well, on that optimistic note, I think this is a good point to end on. If any of this happens to resonate or if you have any differing opinions, please DM me. I'm at Reasons to Be Happy, the podcast on Instagram. I would love to hear from you and hear what you took from the episode. Also, if you enjoy this type of content, please let me know by adding a rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts or just hit that five-star button on Spotify if you're listening there. If you do, I'd love to record more of these types of episodes on some of my musings. (laughs) Anyways, thanks so much for joining and have a great week.